Good morning, family. It's such a privilege to be able to talk on uh, tithing and giving today, particularly when it's been such a challenge for me throughout my journey with God. When I was asked to 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 give this message this morning, well, I kind of volunteered. Yeah. Okay, we'll go there. Um. The next morning I was laying in bed and I was kind of um, talking to God and thinking about things and I was talking to the Father and I started to get excited in my spirit and uh, I said, Papa, Papa, they're going to let me talk. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, they're going to let me talk, Papa. I was thinking to myself, most people who know me know I love to talk. (laughs) So I was thinking that, I was laying in bed and, you know, I was sort of had my eyes half closed and I was thinking about what I was going to do and I was going through this thing in my head and I was going, it was like going through a recipe box, you know, like I was going, oh, what about this testimony? This one's a real beauty. I've got to put that one there. And what about this testimony? I'm going through my recipe box and I'm pulling out all my wonderful testimonies and I'm putting them all around me in my head. You know, I'm going through them strategically in my mind and I'm getting really excited trying to pick which one to, you know, to talk about this morning. And uh, just this quiet voice said to me, they're all good, but... I want you to tell them something. I was a little bit sort of like, mm. <laughs> okay. So I started thinking about giving the one-tenth of my income because it belongs to him and where we are fed spiritually is where we invest. I was reflecting on a conversation earlier in the week about the 10% that we give and letting it go not trying to hang on to it, trusting God has guided well and he's no longer, it's no longer mine. So I've got to let it go. And in that there's a whole other message about letting go, but I'm going to save that for another day. Then the father, he interrupted my thoughts. He says, I want you to come from a different angle. What if I told you that 100% of what you receive is mine and I give you 90%? He said to me, I'm your El Shaddai. I'm your provider. So just think upon that today. And as you think upon that, I want to give you a visual. So can I ask my two volunteers... Isaac, thank you very much. I need you to come over here. Okay. You can stand up. You can stand up. I'm going to walk these two folks through this. Okay. So, Chantel, you're God. Yeah? How great is that? And Isaac, you're us. You represent us. Okay. 
So Isaac, I'm going to give you this bag, and in this bag are 10 $1 coins. Okay, and that's your income for the week, all right? And I want you to take one of those coins out because that represents one-tenth of your income for the week. And I want you to give it to Chantel, who's God, please. Thank you, very, thank you, Isaac. Thank you, us. So Isaac represents us. This is what we do. And we put our one dollar in there and we give our 10% and we think that we're great because we do that. But I want to show you from a different angle. Can I take that one dollar, please? Chantel represents God. She does. And she's got 100%. And because she's so generous, she's going to count out nine $1 coins and she's going to give them to us, which is Isaac. So can you do that, please? God, can you count out nine $1 coins, please? Because that represents 90% of our income. Can we do that nice and quickly? That's very, I tell you what, we'll just go like this. There you go. And you count out. And you know what? We're going to put that down because we're going to put that. This is in your hand. Can you put that in his hand? One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Thank you, God. Thank you for being so generous and giving me 90%. Thank you. All right. Okay, so as you give today, please just remember that message. And if you're challenged in that area, do pray into it, I I. I encourage you. Thank you. If you give online, thank you very much. If you're a guest here today, do not feel obligated to give whatsoever. Thank you. Blessings to all of you. (laughs) Yeah, just want to um, give the Lord some glory this morning because I was really sick yesterday. I I couldn't get off the bed. I was dizzy and... um, just felt awful. And in the afternoon, I sort of came good a bit. And then this morning, I woke up and I felt the same. I thought, I'm not going to be able to get to church. Um, and then I started seeing you all and um, the praise. And I'm thinking, oh, I really want to be there. So as I said that, the Lord said to me, rise up and I'll show you a new thing. And so I got up and I thought, okay, have a shower. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm just amazed that I'm here. <laughs> so, glory to God. Amen. God is good. Alrighty. Thanks, Mum. How are we all doing? Are we good? You looking good? How many dads got breakfast or a coffee in bed? Yep. What did you get there? Yep, you did. Very healthy. All right, let's pray together, shall we? Just as everybody comes down the hallway again. Lord, I just thank you for um, being able to have this time together. We thank you for being here. We thank you for your presence. And we just quiet our hearts and our minds now. And um, 
Just focus upon you and focus upon what you have to say to us more today, Lord. I just thank you for the, the words of that song that the girl sang earlier, that there hasn't been a time where we haven't belonged to you. There has never been a time where you have not chosen us. And how precious we are to you, no matter what we've been through, no matter where we are, that there hasn't been a time where you haven't loved us. So I pray this morning, Father, that we would feel your love, not just know it in our head, but that we'd experience your love in a deeper way, that we would know who we are in you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I just uh, want to share a little thought with you this morning because I know you're all hanging out for waffles. But, uh, <laughs> um, it's Father's Day and, and that is a time where we do turn our thoughts to our dads and I know some of you and as with me, our dads aren't here anymore. Um, and so sometimes that can be a kind of different time. Um, but I just felt that the Lord wants to just talk about his heart towards us the, the Father's heart, and um, that he wants us to know that we're part of his family and that he, we're t- he wants us to participate in that family. And I kept on getting this picture as I was preparing of I'm um, sitting around a giant table. Now, our table's pretty good. I think Elsie does it fit 14 because we inherited it. <laughs> 20. You can fit 20, I'm told. Um, but but um, it's like sitting around a big table and... Our Father in Heaven is a papa, is sitting at the top of the table and he's got all his family around him and we are that. We are his family and he sits, he, he just wants to gather us around him. It's like a banqueting table and he, he sits there and he draws us to him and um, that he wants us to grow and participate in the family and to get involved when we all come together. And this is really an encouragement of how the, how the Father wants us to be this morning. And it might kind of push us a little bit or out of our comfort zone, but I really felt like the Lord wanted to say that when we come together and when we come around near him together um, as a family, because that's what we are, um, that he wants us all to be involved. You know, and a, a dad, if he's a good dad, and he is, he draws out your gifts and abilities. He encourages you in what you're good at and... You know, like Philip, he spent all day back and forth yesterday at soccer because um, one was playing early in the day and one was playing later. And he's, he's standing on the sidelines cheering Ben on and their team got into the grand final. Whoop, whoop. And, uh, <laughs> well done, Ben. And, uh, and yeah, he's there. And it's like he encourages them and he, and he draws out and he, encourage, he encourages them to try different sports. And um, he's, I'm working on being a soccer mum. I, I really am. But... Um, <laughs> But like he, he's the one that, you know, saying, hey, you can do that and try this. And, and that's what our Heavenly Father is like. He's like, give this a go. Have a go at this. Try this out. And he, and he wants to draw the gifts and abilities that he's put in each one of us out. And uh, he places those things in us already. And he just says, develop them. And sometimes we can go through a lot of our life not knowing what we're good at because we don't try to do anything because we get so squished down with stuff. Hello. (laughs) Um, So he wants to develop things and he wants us to try new things. He wants us to try new things and to explore and to be brave. 
And that's how the Father is with us. He's not limiting. You know, we can get an idea of God that if you give your life to him, then it's, it's limiting all the, all the things we can do and the places we go and, oh, God won't want me to do that. And um, it's like God is not like that. The world limits and the system of the world limits and says you have to stay in, under control and do things that way and you're not going to be safe if you go out there and what about this and what about the what-ifs of life? And we get that from the time we're this high because the world feeds that to us. But that's not the Father's heart for us. He actually puts gifts and abilities within us and the world tries to squash them into a box and God says, I want to break your box. I want you to soar. I want you to run. I want you to achieve. I want you to run, you know, further than you could imagine. Ephesians 3.20 is one of my favourite scriptures and if you read it in the Amplified, it's really great. It says that he will do, when you come to him, ask. And he says, ask and he will do abundantly more than you can ask or think or dream or possibly imagine. And then God says he will do more. He will do more because he doesn't want to limit us. He doesn't want to say, well, you're this person and you fit in that little round hole and you stay there. He says, no, I have put gifts and abilities in you. And when you come to him, he actually says he bestows gifts on us. And the world goes, no, you can't do that. And God says, yes, you can. That's why the Bible talks about all things are possible with him. This may be impossible for man, but it is possible with God. He says, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. It's not some things. Have a think about that verse for a sec. You can do what things? All things. That's crazy. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And when you're in in that relationship with him, he just starts to place things in your life and then they just start to flourish. I mean, if you talk to my family about what I used to be like when I was this high, I was timid and afraid and sick. And now it's like, but I got connected up with God and I got connected with who he had created me to be. Until you click in with God and connect with him, you haven't had it revealed to you who you actually are. You might go through life bumbling around trying to find it out, but until you connect with the one who created you, you don't actually know who you are yet. It's when we come to him and listen to him and spend time with him and soak in his presence that he starts to reveal who we are. And what we're actually capable of. And that's an amazing thing. Yeah? I mean, you, the person sitting next to you, you've seen, you haven't seen anything yet of what they can do. Yeah? Like, it's astounding what we are actually capable of doing and what our brains and our bodies are capable of doing. I mean, I, I know I share about my running, but I am astounded about what this body can do. It's like, it's like, you know, I started running I, from the couch to 5Ks. I started running and I would be pooped after 30 seconds. True. But now I can run kilometre after kilometre and I'm running along. And I'm like, this, this is just astounding what you can do if you don't limit yourself and limit your thinking because your mind will get in the way and say, you can't do that. Oh, no, that's too hard. Oh, no, you're going to pay for this later. Yeah. And it's like it's astounding what when we click into God's economy and his way of doing things, what we're actually capable of doing. Bit by bit, bit position ourselves and progressing. So you might look at yourself this morning and go, well, I'm just this. And God says to you this morning, no. That is how you are right now is not all you 
can be and all you are. Deposited in the inside of you is a great thing. It has to be because you're made in the image of God and he is great. And he is our father. And he says, I bestow gifts upon you. I, you are made in my image. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb. I knew every day before even one of your days came to be. I have a, I have a book in heaven with your name on it. And I know. The world doesn't know. Sometimes you, even your own family doesn't know who you are. But he knows because he is our father. And we're created in his image. And if you start to meditate on that, I'm created in his image. The one who created the universe, who let out his essence and the world was created, who let light come to be. You know, you have that resurrection, dynamic, dynamo, dynamis power on the inside of you. Yeah? Are we getting this this morning? We understand who we are when the Father reveals it to us and he reveals it to us when we spend time with him and we meditate on his word. Often we try things doing things our way and God will let us. He'll let us travel along the road because he says, I've given you a free will. But then when we get to the end of our rope, he goes, all right, how'd that work out for you? Are you ready to do it my way? Because you haven't seen anything yet. You have not seen anything yet. I know that there's more stuff in me. I'm getting excited this morning. There's something happening. I know that there's more in me that you haven't seen anything yet, people. Yeah? And I know looking at you that I haven't seen anything yet. I just chuckle. I I think God's having a real laugh this morning because he's like, oh, you think this is who you are. Actually, no, you haven't seen anything yet. I haven't revealed all my mysteries and my wonders and my heart for you yet. And he wants us to know that Think bigger, think further, think higher because that's how big and high and far his love is for us. And his love in us will never fail. So you're thinking, well, I'm just broken, I'm negative, I'm fearful or I'm not that smart or I can't do this. Stop those things because that is not God's heart for you and that is not his thoughts towards you. He says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Yeah, And God speaks words of hope. When you hear that voice or those thoughts going, oh, I can't do this, or it's always going to be the same, or it's never going to change, know that that is not God. God says, I have plans for you. And when you're praying and seeking, suddenly things will happen. And I blogged this last night, and I got excited. I preached myself happy while I was blogging, you know. (laughs) It's like suddenly things can happen. And I shared about a story, I I shared mum's story in my blog, because she's not writing them down, so I will, about a woman. You know, this is how suddenly God can do things. It's like we'll be travelling along and then bang, something changes. Everything changes, bang like that. And that is how God is. You may not understand that God is working on you and when you read his word and you hear it and you come here and you're surrounded by his presence, that God is working things in you. He's positioning things in you. And the more you spend time with him and the more you get him in, he is shifting and changing things and then a suddenly will happen. And God loves suddenlies. He loves just like surprising us. Yeah? You know, it's not a surprise to him because he's been planning it since before you were born. He set it up. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end and everything in between. And he knows all about you. He knows all about you. He says he numbers the hair upon our heads. You know, he knows all about us. You know? 
He knows how many there is. He, he says he sets the stars in place and he knows them each by name. But I was sharing a story about mum, and, and you can read it later as well, but uh, she was at work and she would, she was, she's a nurse and she would pray through the corridors of the place where she worked. And I'd just say, God, let your presence come. Let your power come in this place. And she'd kick the demons out and, let the, uh, you know, and welcome the angels in and God's presence. And one day she was in, in the, um, treating this elderly lady who had badly, badly cut her toe. And um, do you mind if I tell you a story? Here I <laughs> Badly cut her toe and her and another work- nurse were cleaning up all the blood everywhere. You know, so it wasn't just a little cut. It was ma- a big messy cut. And anyway, she's cleaning it up and she has her treatment trolley next to her just at the side and the bed's on one side, the trolley's on the other. And she's going, all right, she turns to the left to get some disinfectant and a swab to clean the toe up. Like this, she turns... She turns back and that toe is completely normal. So she lifts up the sheet and she looks at the other toe thinking she must have made a mistake and it's the other toe. And uh, no, that one's completely normal. You count the toes and make sure you know. And then she looks in the nurse and the other nurse and they look at each other and they're like, it's completely gone. And not only that, that the skin on that toe was like a newborn baby's. It was smooth. There was no scarring. It looked like brand new skin on this elderly lady's feet. And it's like the lady, the other nurse says, looks at mum and says, it's a miracle. And the elderly lady, they both looked at her and she says, what did she say, mum? She said, that's right. She pointed her finger up to heaven and she said, now you know, don't you? He did it. Now that's a suddenly, it's a suddenly and God does suddenlies. And I was, I, you know that 87 times in the Bible it mentions God doing a suddenly? It's not just a one-off occurrence. If you Google suddenly in the Bible, it comes up different places 87 times. Suddenly these things happen. Suddenly God intervened. Suddenly the prison doors were opened. Suddenly an angel and angels filled the sky. Suddenly somebody was healed. Bang, bang, bang. You see all through the Gospels where, where that people were in a situation, they were bound, they were weighed down with their circumstances, they were negative, they thought that never, things would never change and then Jesus walks in the room. Jesus walked down their street. Jesus stands underneath their tree and says, I'm going to have dinner with you today. And suddenly things changed. And so I want to encourage us this morning to know that you don't have to stay the way you are and how you see yourself often is not how the Father sees us. He says, I love you. I want to give to you. I want to bless you. My son came to break the curse. He came to break every lack, every every evil, every plan that the enemy would try to bring into your family, generational or not. And he says, I have come to bring you life an abundant life, and I have come to deliver you from the works of the devil. That's what Jesus came, and that's the Father, his heart for us. He says, I have plans for you. You haven't seen anything yet. Often, though, we have to get to, you know, if we're a bit stubborn or just, you know, blind, we can just get to the end of our tether, and then, then it's only then that we go, God, show me, and he's waiting. But I recommend you don't leave it to then. You say, I want to hear what you have to say, God. Because, you know, we go through a whole lot of mud if we have to go that way. I mean, he's there to pull us out. What's that song? He pulled me out of the miry clay and set my feet upon solid ground. 
But he doesn't want us to have to go that way. And that's why we teach our little ones, listen up. You know, I want our kids to go further and higher and longer and deeper in God than I have. Isn't that exciting? You know this much. God wants them to know this much, that each generation gets a deeper revelation of who he is. How awesome is that? And so that's why we spend time with the little ones and we put into them because they're going to go further than you. You know, you can see technology. My kids, they're like technology gurus and Ivan, and I'm just like, how does he know these things? But it's because they're not afraid. A lot of what holds us back from things is that we get afraid. Kids are not afraid. Philip's laughing at me because I, you know, even he's saying, I'm going to teach how to do this, Dale. This is ridiculous. But I'm busy. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but it's like they're not afraid to try. They're not afraid to step out if they haven't had the world telling them otherwise. And that's what God the Father wants for us this morning is to not be afraid to try. And, you know, when, when we gather together, he loves it. He loves it when we gather together and he loves it when we hang out and just sit in his presence and we engage with him and we engage with one another. He loves that. It blesses his heart this morning to see us like this. It actually blesses his heart. You go, how do you bless God's heart? It's because we come together in love and in unity and we're just seeking his face and we want to be with one another. I'll give a plug for a treat. It blesses his heart when we go on retreat. <laughs> it blesses him because we're hanging out as family and our connection point is not a genetics and the connection point is not, you know, our family of origin on the earth system. Our connection point is our family of origin in heaven. We are one in him. You are never alone. You know, you always have a family when you're connected to Jesus because he has a massive family. And it's so cool, actually, when you go along and you, you might be in a completely foreign place and you'll see somebody and you'll just know they belong to Jesus like you do. And, you, and there's a connection straight away. If you've ever traveled, you know, it's just like really cool. It's like they know Jesus. Or you might be in a room and you gravitate to this person and you start to chat and sure enough, they need you, they know Jesus because they're connected to us. We're all one. We're all one. And that's really important to remember on Father's Day. If you're, you know, your fathers know the Lord or they knew the Lord, they're never far away. You, or your grandparents, they knew. You know, my dad, he came, came back to the Lord right at the very end of his life. He was playing around in the mud a bit long. But he, he knew. So now, today, yes, he's not here, but I have a connection with, with him that more than I had when he was alive. Because we are one in Jesus. So I know that he's, he's having a party this morning. He's looking down going, you know, that's really cool what you're doing today, Dale. You know, look at all these guys. And there's a connection in the spirit that is stronger than the connection of the flesh. Yeah? You guys, I have a connection with you that is stronger than some of our connections with my own flesh family. You know, and I've talked about it at times before of having a connection in the spirit. And then even our children, we need to connect with them spirit to spirit, not just because you're their parents and they're the children. Because there's something powerful about that, that no matter where they go, no matter where they are, you've got this connection. You know, we have to tell our flesh and emotions that sometimes as parents. But if you train them up in the things of God, there's a connection that is always going to be there no matter what happens. And that's pretty cool. So I just want to encourage you this morning 
to know that God has a plan for you and he loves you and he has gifts that he wants us to bring. And when we gather together and we just step out of our little, oh, this is who I am and go, actually, Lord, show me who I am. Ask that question. You're going to get a wonderful surprise. Show me who I am. Reveal to me who I am. As you read his words, say, God, show me who I am in you. Because you are so much more than the person that you look at in the mirror. You are so much more than the voice in your head. You are so much more than what people might have told you. We underestimate ourselves and what we are capable of. And we underestimate the God who is within us. Don't underestimate him. Don't underestimate him and what you're able to do. He is able to do so much more than you can think or dream or possibly imagine. And that's what he wants for us on Father's Day, that he would, you would just receive his gift. It's like Sharon says, you know, we come to tithes and we go, oh, I've got to give my 10%. And he's saying, I just want to bless you. You can have the 90%. And it's like that's what he is with his gifts. He wants to bless us with so much. He wants just open up your hands and receive from him. Open up your heart. And receive from him. Don't underestimate yourself and how much God can do in you. Because the person you see often is not the person that God sees. There's an awesome person sitting right next to you. There's an awesome person sitting in your seat. You are awesome to him. You are awe-inspiring. You're jaw-dropping. You know, and he's placed gifts and abilities. And some people it's more obvious than others. And some it just needs to be fanned into flame, needs to be stirred up. And that's why we get together, so we stir each other up. Yeah. And that's why we come together around, around with each other around the Father's table. And so I want to encourage you as we meet together and do that. You know, last week we had an you know, a, a awesome, t- awesome time in the sense, and even this morning where people just brought something. You know, Tracy popped up and did communion. And I just, our job is just to sit back. Our job is to sit back and just release, release you to do it. You know, Sharon having her word this morning and mum popping up. And, you know, the rest of you are quite quiet this morning. What's wrong? Did you eat too many pancakes or something this morning? But it's like, it's just, you know, Christian, he brings a word to share from the father. And he's like, I just have to give it. Otherwise, I get in trouble because that's what the father wants him to give. Yeah, and it's good and it blesses people, doesn't it? When Christian talks, he needs some encouragement. Does it bless you when Christian talks? <laughs> more and more. <laughs> yeah, it's because that's a gift that he's, he's stirring up within Christian's life. It's, hey, I've got these words. And the more words you get in you, the more it wants to come out, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's a preaching gift, by the way. It's like the more words you get in, the more it wants to come out. And you get this excitement that can't keep your mouth shut. Yeah, and that's what God wants for us, that we share and, and participate. So don't just sit back and go, well, that's not me, or I'm unworthy, or I'm, that's not me, because God, he actually wants to reveal who you are. And you haven't seen anything yet. Amen? Let's pray together. Don't have a chocolate. Lord, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you, Father, that you love us so much, that you have bestowed things in us and planned things for us even before we were known, Lord, before we were knitted together in our mother's womb. You knew us. 
that you wrote our story in a book, in your book. And Lord, no matter how young we are, no matter how mature we are, Lord, you haven't finished working in us. There's still things in us. There's still plans and purposes in our lives that you have for us. And Lord, I just pray that that word that that would just sink down into our hearts. And when we look in the mirror, we wouldn't just see, oh, this is me, that we would see all the possibilities. We would see the limits taken off. We would see the words taken off that people have spoken. We would, we would see the negativity that the enemy has seen and we would just say, that is not me. I haven't seen anything left, Lord, but you show me who you say I am. Lord, you show, you show us who we are in you. And I just... I just right now cut off those negative words or those past things or those past circumstances or the devil's stinking lies. I cut those things off in the name of Jesus off our lives and set those limits off that there is no limits, Lord, no limits into who we are and what we are capable of. Lord, let your words sink down into our heart. Let it renew our minds. Let it renew our minds that we would see the lies of the devil for what they are. Father, we want to bless you. We want to bless you for how good you are to us and the plans we have for you, for us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. We all said, Amen. Okay. You can take it for Christian. Come on. <laughs> Do you want the mic? Hang on, so we get you on record. <laughs> I was reading through some notes last night, and about when magic happens, and about becoming a miracle in someone's life, a miracle for someone that someone that's in need. Are we taking time to become a miracle? I can lift the fallen, I can befriend the lonely, I can be the answer to someone's prayer. Are we doing that in someone's life? Are we walking past someone that needs help? Listen to what someone is saying. If you become a miracle, God gives you miracles. You can't help everyone, but you can help someone. That's how I see it. You can help someone in life. When you help someone, go to the top, you will be helped to the top. I can be a healer and be a restorer. When you refresh others, you will be refreshed. When you take time to restore the broken, you will be restored. Are we restoring the broken? Listen out for the cries near us. There must be someone that needs us or someone that's walk we're walking past or someone that we're, we're maybe just, that just needs that little bit of a word or a prayer or some kind of little bit of inspiration. Listen to the cries for help. Don't be a passer-buyer. That's something I'm not. I can't walk past someone if I think they need something. A simple act of kindness, letting someone else knowing that you care, because some people need that little bit of word. Sometimes people need that little bit of love, that gentleness, not knowing that you want something for something. You're doing it out of your heart, out of love for someone. A gentle tongue brings healing. I'm trying to learn that one myself, because I've got a bit of a, you know. You just have to believe in someone. Don't miss the opportunity to help others. You can't help everyone like they say, but you can help someone. There's always someone out there that just needs maybe a little word or a little bit of help. Your destiny is to help others. And this is me. I am the answer in someone else's prayers or be the answer to someone's prayer. 
And what I what I gather from that is just don't walk past someone because there's always someone that needs a little bit of guidance or a little bit of help or a little bit of prayer because there's people out there that don't know Jesus and they don't know what they're missing out on. So sometimes that little bit of a prayer or a little bit of a word means everything. Thank you. Amen. Let's just be mindful of that as we go through our week and especially today, you know, as Father's Day. As you're gathering, if you've got family things to go to, just watch out. And the Christian's right. You can't, you, you know, if we just all, all did our part, everybody would, would be loved. So let's just do our part and uh, look out for, for those and uh, be an answer to someone's prayer. That's a good, that's a twig, Twitter. Be an answer to someone's prayer today. Yeah. And uh, bless you. We're going to have uh, waffles in a few minutes. So um, hang around because really I cannot eat them all. And uh, bless you. Have an awesome week. And please grab a retreat form. We, want, we need you there, don't we? And fill it out and give it back to me. Commit. Commit. Belong. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>